Your Steve Jones Show podcast is loading now. The Steve Jones Show podcast is sponsored by Sunbury Motors, North 4th Street in Sunbury, and Sunbury Motors Kia, routes 11 and 15 in Hummel's Wharf. Sports talk where your voice counts. This is the Steve Jones Show on News Radio 1070 WKOK. Now from the Sunbury Motor Studio, here's Steve Jones. Fun to be with you on this Wednesday, halfway through the week. And today's show brought to you by Sunbury Motors, 4th Street in Sunbury, Sunbury Motors Kia, routes 11 and 15, Hummel's Wharf, and online at sunburymotors.com. Ford, Kia, Hyundai, the best in new inventory, great pre-owned inventory with the Sunbury Motors guarantee and a fabulous service department that backs it all up from the time you buy the vehicle until the time you trade it in for your next SMC vehicle. It is all at Sunbury Motors, 4th Street in Sunbury. Sunbury Motors, Kia, routes 11 and 15, Hummel's Wharf, and online at sunburymotors.com. Second most popular segment after the Macatrillo Rants is our play-by-play call of the day. After review, the call on the field is overturned to a violation. Oh, it's a violation by Jonah Heim for being in the line of the slide by Elvis Andrews. So he was out at the plate, but the catcher being in the way creates a run. And here comes Bruce Bochy. Now, he's hot. And he gets out there as quickly as he can. And he just got rung. He got thrown out of the game. Well, I have no idea why why that was a violation. But we're really happy it was. And Remillard drives home another go-ahead run late. Bochy can't believe it. Jonah Himes pleading his case. But, but replays the one that made the call. You have to give the runner the lane to the plate, and evidently, Jonah Heim did not. This will be talked about for a long while. I mean, right here, it doesn't look like he's in front of the plate, and he gives him the outside corner to slide to. I, I think it's a great break for the Sox. However, doesn't look to me like he impeded anything. The catcher is not permitted to block the runner's path to the plate unless he's in possession of the ball, but he's allowed to go up the line to make the catch. This is one of those where the catchers in the world are going to say, what do we do? I mean, that you can understand why Bochi and, and Heim are looking at that saying, he didn't go up the line. Yeah, well, first of all, it's uh, that's Jason Benetti and Steve Stone, two of the really good announcers in baseball, and very honest and direct with their audience. And Jason, you know, Jay, I'm, now Steve Stone, I've never met Jason. I've talked to a lot over the years, uh, and that's just the way they are. If they're not, I mean, it benefited the White Sox, but they have the ability to look at it and say, you know what, <laughs> I've got a big break here, and this is the reason why. 
Uh, I didn't see the play. Uh, you're obviously incensed by the play. You're pacing all day. Um, <laughs> it's it's t- absolutely t- atrocious. T- took took several aspirin. I mean, you know, I you know, I understand. I can't tolerate stupid. I can't ignore stupid. This is definitely in that category. Well, but again, I've I've seen this in in the Big Ten. That's that has been my biggest criticism of officiating in the Big Ten. It has not been on the field. My biggest criticism of the Big Ten is I feel they have not done a very good job on replays. I've said that for years. But they'll they'll have a replay, and I'll look over like either. Jack and I or Dick and I will look at you like, what the heck are they looking at? Like, they'll come up with a ruling and we'll like, really? Like, holy cow. Um, and that happens a lot. I mean, more often than it should. We sit there and go, really? I mean, I've seen all sorts of things. You know, things that benefited Penn State. I mean, I saw one Penn State was playing Purdue years ago, and the ball bounced off the, the turf. I think it was Nick Suke. Trapped it. You can see he trapped it. I'm like, all right, well, Jack and I are like, well, they're going to overturn that. Uh, you know, and we're talking about it. It's going to be, you know, whatever down it was going to be next. I think it was going to be fourth down. They're going to have to punt. It's a third down pass play. I said, you know, they'll have to punt. You know, and we're going through The two of us are matter-of-fact about it because we looked at the replays. Obvious. The ball hit the ground. They come back. And the call has been Stanza's call. We're like, Stanza's call? What the heck are you talking about? Stanza's call. We're like, and it benefited Penn State. And then I've seen a whole bunch of others where you sit back and go, the replay wasn't working on the Von Bell play where he trapped the ball against Christian Hackenberg. They're like, it wasn't working. <laughs> you didn't try it out before the game? <sighs> there, there was some play in a basketball game. I can't even remember the play this year. And No, it was actually football. Because they had, because basketball they should be announcing what the results are they don't I mean I I don't get that um, but um, it, it was football and they they said stands is called and it was like it was obvious like it was it was as obvious as obvious gets what the call should be it was like I'm talking like easy obvious. And, you know, and Stanza's called still benefited Penn State, and that did, you know, it, it upheld. Right. And I looked over at Jack and I said, how about confirmed? <laughs> it's like, we need Stanza's called. Stanza's called means you don't know. Okay? And it's like, I said, Stanza's called means you don't know. I said, you're telling me that you're looking at that and you don't know? <laughs> Jack says, I, Steve, I have no answer for it. I, that's been my biggest criticism of replay in the Big Ten has been the booth officials and not the field officials because they have time to look at it and they come up with some where I sit back and go okay I'm not sure where you came up with that and this is a case where this is a booth review done in New York and I don't know how New York is set up 
I don't know if they have a bunch of screens there and X amount of people working in there or if they have, like, one group dedicated to each game. I don't think they have one group dedicated to each game. I think they're kind of moving around, and, and when they when needed, they catch you know catch as catch can, and that's not the right way to do it either. Oh well, it's again that's been my biggest issue is that when it comes to replays, for the most part, it works well for the most part. But there are too many times I've seen where just I sit back and I'll say, I don't quite get what they're seeing here. That's not every time, obviously. It's just once in a great while. But you would think a replay, and look, if some of them are so close, well, I don't blame them for saying it stands as called. And I'll even stay on the broadcast. Hey, I think they're going to say stands as called on this one. Because, I mean, I'll look at it and I, I can't tell. And you know, and I'm figuring. Well, if I can't tell, is there, there's a possibility they can't tell either because it's that close. And then there are other times where they're taking too much time in a replay, and they're looking for a fingernail. Like, no, don't look for a fingernail. If you can't see it in 30 seconds, just don't bother. Move on. I didn't see this play. Let me see if I look it up on ESPN. Maybe I can see the play about where he's blocking the plate. Uh, Florida leads TCU in the College World Series 2-1, bottom of the seventh, by the way. Yeah, ESPN actually does have these highlights, shockingly. Reds win 11 straight. Boy, somebody's going somebody's gonna to explain that to me. I give the Reds a lot of credit. I did not think they had a chance to be very good this year. But you know what? They're in first place. Let's see here. Yeah. Which division rival will give the Eagles the biggest run for their money? Next story. Um, Get the lingerie on the deck. Call the janitor. I mean, really. I mean, I know they have to write stuff in the offseason. I get it. But like, so much of the stuff is irrelevant. You know. Uh, let's see. Olney, Mets have been a colossal disappointment this season. Yankees second. No, I'm just kidding. Oh, my almighty! Okay. LeBron claims first NBA title on this date. These are the stories that they have on there. Fantasy baseball, five players you should be trading for today. Okay. <laughs> what am I What am I doing here? Oh, my goodness. All right, well, let's see. Let's go to Major League Baseball home. Where have you gone, Edgar Martinez, on the DHs who can hit? That's a good question. When the DH came in, the guys like Orlando Cepeda and people like that were the were hitters. Okay, getting a jump on potential wheeling and dealing with the White Sox. No, that's fantasy baseball as well. Raise it back-to-back home. Orioles won last night. It was a great win for the O's. I think they're like three back. Playing great. Love the makeup of that team. The Orioles love the wake the makeup of that team. Of course, Victor Webb and Yama threw out the first pitch of the Yankees Mariners game, so that's on the baseball page. Uh, let's see. Giants win their ninth straight on a walk off. Jock Peterson. 
Let's see. So the Giants are playing great. Uh, didn't that guy used to manage your team? Or no, it's a, 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 the Phillies. Let's yeah, see. Gabe Kapler, that would be the Phillies. Yeah. But I also was not a fan of his. I did he put him in the dope high. category, too. He speaks highly of you. <laughs> uh, good for him. I do not see in any way, shape, or form the play here. Major League Baseball, new rules, winners and losers. Like, What are we doing here? There's a lot of stuff on here that is so worthless. It's unbelievable. The Japanese Juan Soto, Masataka Yoshida. Okay. <laughs> Can Jordan Hicks stick in the closer role? I hope he does. I personally like Jordan. Jordan pitched here with the spikes. Uh, Rays it back-to-back homers. And for, oh, that's right. The Rays are playing this afternoon with the Orioles. What's the score of that game? Let that game started out. They raised to get the split of the series. They won seven and two. Um, I can't find it. It's not on here. It's not here. Luis Arnaez is uh, chasing four hundred. Very impressive. Hasn't been done since 1941. Oh, here we go. Bochi dumbfounded over overturn call. Okay. So let's take a look at this overturn call. Once I get through a commercial for somebody, what are they packing up? They want to go to Paris? Okay. Very nice. It's a commercial. I've got to endure 19 more seconds of it. Okay. Really great. And again, I'll say this, too. I don't want to buy any of this stuff. (laughs) If you know you blew a call, A, you should not throw that manager out that's the unbeneficiary of it. Mm -hmm. And two, and and you just have to deal with him chewing, chewing you out, let him have his moment, and that's it. And two, he better not be fined for criticizing them in the media either. Is to me that's a complete injustice. You're the ones well, that blew the call, so the other team should be able to well, speak out, speak their mind about it. I'm sorry, can't deal well, with it. Frank, Get out. Well, to be frank with you, though, the guys on the field didn't blow the call, did they? I thought it was the replay guys. Oh, it was a replay, yeah. But I mean, them slash the guys in New York are making, or in Sea Caucus rather, are making the call. Hmm. Uh, yeah, I guess. I get the dreaded circle when I look at it. Here we go. Bruce Bochy, let's see. I got to look at the commercial again. This will be great. Why? No idea why that was a violation. Bochy gets ejected after controversial overturn call in the eighth. So, in other words... Based on what people are saying, the umpires on the field that he's arguing with actually got it right. Correct. And the re- and the replay official got it wrong. Yes. The umpire. 
coming out and you're yelling at me. It's I didn't. <laughs> what are you yelling at me for? <laughs> no, but you're, I, I'm, I'm telling you, that's what happened. I, yeah. I, I agreed with you. Yeah. All right. So base hit the left field. Okay. Does a good job to cut it off. Round third, throw to the plate. And there's, wow. Nothing wrong with it. Let's see. Let's, let's get a look at it from down the line here. So down the line, takes it. You know what the problem is? The problem is his foot is on the plate. Right. It, it was at first, then he backs up. No, he doesn't back up. No, he does not. His foot is on the plate. He doesn't take his foot off the plate. That's actually the problem. He throws down the line, boom, foot on the plate, keeps the foot on the plate, then tacks him. He never moves the foot. That's actually the reason probably why it was overturned. He has his foot on the plate where he's taking up half the plate, literally. Uh, and that's probably why they, they overturned it. That's the blocking part of it. His foot is on the plate. I'm gonna guess that, that I'm gonna guess that that's what they're saying in New York. And then Bochi comes out to complain about it, which I don't blame him because I would too. Because he's clearly out. And even if his foot is not on the plate, right, you're allowed to get the ball, but again, he never takes his foot off the plate. The only the the only you know when he takes his foot off the plate is when he turns to go to the dugout. So his foot's on the plate the entire time. And I think they're probably saying their idea now, he's out. I mean, there's no question he's out. And boom, he slides in, but he doesn't have room to go to his right to get to the plate. He had to slide to the inside to go around the foot. So probably that's why they said it. Now, with me, I would have said stands is called, and I wouldn't have. I would not have changed it. I mean, I wouldn't have changed it because common sense says he's say you know that he's that he's um, out at home. He's just playing out, and that the foot had nothing to do with him being out. The foot did not cause him to change where he's going at all. He just slid to that spot, and that was it. Um, so I wouldn't have changed the call at all. The call of the field I agree with, he was out at the plate. They're probably saying because his foot was squarely on the plate, he was taking away plate area for the runner to slide into. That's probably what they're saying. You hate when I give logical explanations. It's still dumb because the bottom line is both guys didn't make contact with each other, and he and I, he had room to right. slide into that front that front half of the plate. Yeah, you're supposed to have the whole plate to slide right. into. Right. Right, I mean that's a te- you know technically you're supposed to have the whole plate to slide into. The catcher is allowed to go get the ball, which is fine. 
So when I heard that originally, when I heard it, they they were saying, well, the catcher's allowed to go get the ball. So I thought, well, he must have had to move over to get it. Actually, he doesn't move at all to get the ball. He actually has his foot on the plate the entire play and then catches and tags him out. Um, so, I don't know. Uh, it is not a call I would have overturned. I would have called him out of the play, or I would have just said, hey, look, stands is called. But if I'm going to guess as to what their reasoning would be, my reasoning, I mean, I think their reasoning would be his foot is squarely on the plate. And I don't mean like his toe is on the plate. His foot's on the plate. I think the only part of his foot that's not in the plate is his back heel. Uh, and that may have played into the uh, what they would perceive as interference and overturning the call. Not what I would have called, but would have gone into a rant. I vote no. Oh, my almighty! But for entertainment purposes, your rant was funny. It's one thing about you. You have the tendency to really get worked up. I've been told maybe once or twice. It's all right. It's all good. All right. We'll come back with more in a moment on News Radio 1070 WKOK. There's something to be said about a sale with a handshake, a service technician who really knows what he's doing. They can explain it in English what the problem is. There's nothing better than having that friend you could trust in the area. That's Sunbury Motors, where you get selection, knowledgeable salespeople, and prices that fit your budget, and more important, that friend you can trust. Welcome to Sunbury Motors, Kia, Ford, and Hyundai. You could shop other dealers and compare prices, but at Sunbury Motors, you get their lowest price promise. They research the current used vehicle market and guarantee their used car prices are the lowest. If you find a lower price, Sunbury Motors will beat it. Three dealers, all in one. See their full new and pre-owned inventory at sunburymotors.com. Pick out a vehicle you like and schedule your test drive online. Follow them on Facebook. Sunbury Motors Ford and Hyundai, North 4th Street, Sunbury, and Sunbury Motors Kia, routes 11 and 15 in Hummel's Wharf. talk where your voice counts this is the steve jones show on news radio 1070 wkok now from the sunbury motors studio here's steve jones sunbury motors fourth street in sunbury sunbury motors kia routes 11 and 15 umbles wharf online sunburymotors.com ford kia hyundai great new inventory all with great warranties so important Fabulous pre-owned inventory with the Summary Motors Guarantee. Terrific service department for the life of the vehicle. Routine, difficult to handle it all until you're ready to trade it in for your next SMC vehicle. It is all at Sunbury Motors, 4th Street in Sunbury, Sunbury Motors, Kia Routes 11 and 15 in Hummel's Wharf, and online at sunburymotors.com. 
Tomorrow will be all about the NBA draft. That will be the big story of the day. It's the NBA draft is such a mixed bag. Uh, you have obviously the idea of a potential superstar in Victor Webanyama, and I do mean potential superstar. We'll just have to see how it plays out. Um, I'm not going to sit here and tell you, boy, I'll tell you, he is going to be a star. I, I don't know. I mean, he has the look of somebody that, um, he certainly has the look of somebody that has some stuff that he brings to the table that can be special. Um, um, But he's going to have to play it out. He's going to have to show it against the toughest competition in the world. Meanwhile, your guy Dalvin Cook is on the verge of signing a two-year, $21 million deal with the Miami Dolphins. So he was uh, two years, twenty-one million would be ten and a half million, um, and he was a fourteen point one million dollar cap hit with the Vikings, so they released him. So there you go. You of course are anti Dalvin Cook. I just thought his comments were dumb. That's all. He got cut. <laughs> the heck? <laughs> what do you want? What do you? Want? <laughs> he got cut. He didn't like. He didn't like. Like opt out of his contract and then become a free agent. And start talking like that. He was cut. <laughs> he was cut because of a cap hit. The cap hit was fourteen point one million. So in business, the business people said. Sorry, thanks for all your time here. You're gone. Okay? And you're over there bashing the guy. <laughs> it's like, okay. Because to me, yeah, it just looks a little presumptuous of him to talk about, to talk a big game about forming an epic tandem with DeAndre Hopkins when he got cut for a reason. He got cut for a cap hit. That was part of the reason. The other reason is he hasn't been as productive lately. He's got the fourth most yardage of any running back since 2017. So it's not like he has had an unproductive career. No, he hasn't. But I'm saying the last, I'd say, two years, he has he's dropped off. His stock has dropped off a little bit. Well, the last month, Aaron Judge's stock has dropped off. He never plays. All right. So, um, I mean, still not back. I mean, it's been it's been two weeks, right? It's been over that, and the, my biggest problem with this is the Yan- is the Yankees' lack of transparency with all of this, and why he hasn't well, been for, put on the IL or anything like that. I I, I could care less. I I, I know even, he even when the they're IL. healthy, he is on the IL. They haven't announced that officially. Oh, he's on the IL, but that's come and gone. I mean, it's, you know, it was the ten day IL. He's out. He just hasn't come back yet. Nobody knows when. And the Yankees, in this part, also have not been transparent about that either. They keep saying, oh, he keeps getting shots, so this is good. He's feeling better. He keeps getting shots. That happens with everybody every day. That's not news to me. 
Well, there's only so much you can say about it. There are HIPAA rules. No, I get that, but guys get shots all the time. Don't insult your fan base like that. That's all I'm saying. I hope when he comes back, there's a parade. That'd be great. What do you think? The only parade I want to see is with the World Series trophy. Other than that, just go play. Oh, my. Wow. Well, I guess uh, the Canyon of Champions is going to be pretty empty. All right, so um, <laughs> don't make any plans. <laughs> I wasn't uh, planning I mean, on it anyway right now. I mean, the... the, the I mean, the, the best pitch Cole made last night, he threw the backstop. All right. Um, <laughs> All right. He actually pitched pretty well last night. Kept going to his hat, though. What does that mean? No? No, senor! No, senor! No, senor! <laughs> All right, so Orioles lost today. They split with Tampa. Orioles have been playing great over 600 ball. Arizona leads Milwaukee 4-1, top of the ninth in Milwaukee. Houston leads the Mets 9-6. That game is in the top of the sixth inning. Bottom of the third in Washington, Nationals and Cardinals scoreless. I mentioned how Tampa Bay beat the Orioles today 7-2. Toronto won over Miami 6-3. Cincinnati won again. That's 11 in a row. They beat Colorado 5-3, and the Cubs down the Pirates 8-3. Detroit beat Kansas City 9-4. Phillies and Braves tonight 6-40. And Aaron Nola gets the ball tonight. Against A.J. Smith Schauber. So Nola gets the ball tonight. Um, and this is going to be a bullpen game for the Braves. All right. So that's what they're going to go with the bullpen game against Nola. And And Nola has been up and down. I mean, you look at his last five outings. Six innings, eight hits, five runs. Hmm. Seven Ks, two walks. Then against the Mets on the 31st, six innings, four hits, four runs. Five strikeouts, three walks. Against Detroit, terrific. Seven innings, one hit, three unearned runs. 12 strikeouts, 3 uh, walks. Against the Dodgers, he went 6 and a third, 7 hits, 6 runs all earned, 7 strikeouts, 2 walks. And against the D-backs, he went 6 and 2 thirds, 6 hits, 4 runs, 9 strikeouts, 1 walk. So the strikeout walk stuff has been really good, but he's giving up, he's just giving up too many key hits in key situations. Uh, ERA, though, at home is 3.92. Uh, which, I mean, that's that's the key for him. His ERA uh, is a full run lower than what it is on the road. 
and that's so that's Noah tonight. They need Noah to be Noah. Uh, and well, let's see, your team is playing tonight. They're playing Seattle. Yes, Johnny Brito's back on the mound tonight for the Yankees. So I'll we'll see you, how that goes. That, isn't Rodriguez an exciting player? You know what makes him exciting? He plays every day. All right, so um, that's true. Uh, Luis Castillo, whom the Yankees coveted a year ago. Yes, they did. I wanted him uh, at the trade deadline myself. And he would have been worth it. He, he's a good pitcher. I know he's 4-5 and five this year, but, like, his ERA is terrific. I mean, you look at what his ERA, I think, is like like 2.48 or some number like that. Now, on the road, it's not as good as 4.03. Um, and he's only had one bad outing. And that was against the Angels in his last five. Shut out Oakland over uh, six innings. Shut out the Pirates over six innings. Gave up one run in seven innings against Texas in seven innings. The bad one was the uh, five runs, three earned in six against the Angels. Then he gave up two runs in six innings against the, against Miami. He's been really good lately. Um and so he'll get the ball tonight for the M's. And then there's Johnny Brito, whom you just don't like. Uh, you just don't, you don't like Johnny Brito. He's just but not good is... enough because the Yankees are, have mismanaged this entire starting pitching staff slash injuries have also hurt them. That you're getting these guys just coming in, in and out, and you don't know what you're going to get from them night in and night out. Well, his last five outings, he went five innings, gave up four hits, two runs. That's good. Yeah, he's decent. Uh, they lost the game. Uh, Tampa, four innings, six hits, four runs. Not good. Uh, Oakland, uh, threw underhanded, four and a third, five hits, two runs. <laughs> okay. Toronto, five and a third, four runs, six hits. Not great. And then against Cincinnati, four innings, four hits, four runs. And his strikeout to walk deal, eh, strikeout to walk deal is not that bad. Let's see, eight to four, eleven six, thirteen seven, uh, thirteen eight, eighteen eight. Not bad. That's not bad. So it's better, slightly better than two to one. It's not bad. Six two eight ERA. Uh, not good. And and you're not a fan. Yeah, he, he's just not good enough. I'm sorry, he's not. Who who's good enough for you? Hopefully, it's Carlos Rondon, who is actually who actually made it through a rehab assignment with Somerset. Now he's got two more to do: one more with Somerset, and then one with Scranton Wilkesbury before he finally comes back. So we'll see how that goes. Is he the second coming of uh, Ron Guidry? No. No, but I want him to be some semblance of that for the money that the Yankees gave him. I'm just asking. I'm just, I'm just, I'm just looking for him to at least make it through two more rehab stints and then make it through a couple of starts at the big league level. Okay, my my expectations have gone pretty low at this point with him. Wow. Let's see, Ryan Guidry. 170 wins and 91 losses, a 3.29 ERA. Now that's a pitcher. Oh, boy, he was good. 
He won 16, 25, 18, 17, 11, 14, 21, 10, 22 games. Oh, complete game. He had 95 complete games. One year he had 21. That's right, he did. He was one of the kings of complete games. My goodness gracious. Yeah, oh, it was refreshing. My. Yeah. Good pitching coach, too. I liked him as a pitching coach. Let's see. Postseason. Uh, postseason batting. Who cares? Um, he's 5-2 and two in the postseason with a 3.02 ERA. Terrific. Exactly what you want. Oh, his postseason batting average is higher than judges. All right, uh, that's great. Uh, we'll come back with more in a moment here on uh, News Radio 1070 WKOK. Get the lingerie on the deck. Call the janitor. Why the heck isn't Ron Kidry in the Hall of Fame? It is pretty that's stupid. Baffling. That's baffling. I mean, not even like considered. I mean, he was uh, wow. Um, explain to me why Bernie Williams isn't in the Hall of Fame. <clears throat> I mean, that makes no sense. Also dumb, yes. I mean, you know what Bernie Williams hit in his career? Hit 297. What the heck? He stole 147 bases, 287 home runs. Right, let's see. Terrific fielder, too. I mean, Bernie Williams was a great player. At 275 in the postseason. Right? The heck? Why isn't he in the why isn't he in the Hall of Fame? That doesn't make any sense to me. Same thing with Gidry. It doesn't make any sense to me. They should both be in the Hall of Fame. That's just me. Yeah, just I I just appreciate good baseball. It doesn't matter who's playing it, and uh, reliable, excellent fielder knows how to play it. Knew how to play the game. Could hit with power. Could steal some bases. Good in the clutch. Yeah. Wow. That makes no sense. Twenty-two postseason home runs. Holy mackerel! Five in the World Series, nine in the Amer- in the uh, American League Championship Series, and eight in the uh, Division Series. I don't get it. There's certain things like that that they do with this thing. I don't quite get. You get ten votes, and like you have some people that like guard their votes so much, like you know, I mean, it it doesn't matter that that Dan Shaughnessy did not vote for. Derek Jeter. No, it doesn't matter that he did, because as long as you get the 75%, that's all that does matter. But it also doesn't make any sense that if you have any kind of semblance of logic, common sense, that Derek Jeter is a Hall of Famer. Right? And I think there are several players that fall into that category, and I don't want to hear that like Bernie Williams is in the Hall of Very Good. Bernie Williams was really good. I mean, really good. And he was really good in big games. And Ron Guidry was really good. And Jimmy Rollins.
Yeah, you got you got some guys out there that I think should be in. And no offense, but like if Harold Baines is in, and I don't want to take anything away from Harold Baines, who had a nice long career, very very productive. So I'm happy he's in for him. That's that's great. But if you're going to use him as a standard, what about these guys that performed at the highest level in the biggest games? Ron Guidry, Bernie Williams. I mean, there's this guys like that. I'm going to be honest with you. I think a, a, a guy like Dwight Evans should be in. You know, I mean, there, there's certain guys that I look at in the course of their career. I mean, no offense, Lou Whitaker should be in. Alan Trammell's in. Lou Whitaker should be in. I mean, that's just me. That's 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 how I you know how I look at it. I look at, at people that this is how I judge somebody. When you're playing a team, who don't you want to see up at the plate? Right? That's how I look at it. Who don't you want to see? I don't want to see Bernie Williams up. Okay. Like let's let's take it in modern terms. Right? You know, your team's the Yankees. I don't want to see Aaron Judge at the plate. I don't want to see Rizzo at the plate. I could care less if Giancarlo stands at the plate. Like, yeah, okay, so what? Doesn't mean anything to me. Right? There's certain guys you I don't want to see up at the plate in the big moment. And that's that to me is part of how I judge what a player really is. I don't want to see Bryce Harper at the plate. I'm on the opposing team in the opposing dugout. I do not want to see Bryce Harper at the plate. Trey Turner's at the plate doesn't bother me. I'm mixed on like JT Real Muto. I'd be like, eh, okay. But a Harper Harper's around the plate. I don't want I don't want to see him. Conversely, I'll give you I'll give you one. A guy I, I that wouldn't bother me if he was at the plate is Manny Machado. Manny Machado does not bother me if he's at the plate in a key situation. Like, okay. A-Rod's at the plate, big situation, wouldn't bother me. Derek Jeter bothered me. Bernie Williams bothered me. Ron Guidry's getting the ball tonight. That would bother me. Kurt Schilling's getting the ball tonight postseason. That would bother me.